Welcome to Monday. It's 508-550 KTSA. FM 1071. Trayware page, KTSA.com. First need to know there's fog, and there's a lot of it, and it's dense and a lot of where we are. So it will take you extra time to get to wherever you're trying to go. Uh, if you're like Don, you're going to just drive by the entryway to your work and keep going and end up somewhere in Mexico. Yeah, it was fun. So And, and yeah. don't go to Mexico illegally because they put you in a... <laughs> I wasn't the only one. You I did saw, it too? Yeah, I saw You drove by the radio station? Yeah, I saw Elaine How down How many years there. have you been coming here? How many years have you been coming here? And you can't find it with your eyes closed? I just, my car just automatically comes here. I don't right. even have to drive. I, yeah. I, I don't even have a Tesla in my car. I just say, go to work, and it just drives straight to, straight to that parking lot. <laughs> so you really did. I mean, it's yeah, so funny. Well, I, did, I didn't. I, I was on my way down Eisenhower, and I'm like, oh, I know it's here somewhere. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's here somewhere. Yeah. It's here somewhere. Well, the street light out here is—it's—I don't know. Somebody stole it, I guess. And then you know we shot it out. Yep. And then the force, you know, the thick fog that was there at three thirty this morning. Right. um, (laughs) Darn near drove right by. Hey, that can happen. That's going to happen to a lot of people today. Yeah. Trans guide is totally useless. Okay, because you can't see anything. See anything? Nothing but squat. And if you're trying to land an airplane, you're all instruments all the way until you feel the bump on the ground. Yep. So that's uh, it's going to be an interesting morning. You, 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 me, you, you. Are you sure it was me? Yeah, it was you. Right. I can guarantee it was you. Okay. So last Tuesday, you came in here dragging ass. And you said, I knew I shouldn't have done it, but I stayed up and I watched that stupid football game last night. <laughs> you watched the Patriots lose yeah. to the Buffalo Bills on Monday night. Yeah. You stayed up and watched the game. Yeah, I knew I shouldn't have done that. I, I knew they were going to lose. I just knew it, but I had to watch. So last night, I'm watching the Cowboys get to the third quarter. It's really beyond, way beyond my bedtime. It's In fact, almost time for you to wake exactly, up. Exactly. I was right? just about to say, yeah. it's, it's almost my wake-up time. And your, your words came into my brain. You know, the Cowboys, they're not looking all that great. Now, they're a little bit ahead, just a tiny, a couple of points ahead. And I said, well, they're probably going to end up losing this thing because I've been down this road with them before. Right. In that, you know, when, they're that, when it's that close, they just give up and the other team wins. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, that's what's going to happen. So I'm going to go to bed. I'm just going to turn it off, roll over, because I don't want to be Don dragging ass tomorrow morning when I get there. <laughs> I heard your ear, your 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 right in my mind. Your words about staying up too late to watch that stupid game and they lost. Yep. So I roll over and go to sleep, and y'all can thank me. It's just like whoever washes their car before the rain comes. Yeah. When I went to sleep, apparently they blew up all over a team they should have blown up on the first the first play. Right. right yeah. Uh, the Colts are awful, but uh, anyway, they they just what with fifty six nineteen is that what you said? Uh, Something like that. Fifty four nineteen. Yeah. It, after you get to fifty, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But the final score was. Fifty-four nineteen. Yeah, Is that it. All right. Well, we're gonna we'll go with that, even if it wasn't. It's we'll 50, just make yeah, it fifty-four up. nineteen. Okay, there you go. So, wow, and that defense is incredible. Yep. Uh, better than the offense. They need a little offense work, but they got a good offense, and uh, I they could sh- totally shock and surprise us this year. Now it's a Colts, so uh, you know, right? They still have Don't Philadelphia. Get too excited, right? Right. And Philadelphia looked really good yesterday. Well, against Tennessee, I think they're the NFC guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think you're going to stop them in the NFC Not at this point. It'll be That's tough. incredible. Yeah. How they look right now. So, you know, I you, you know in politics and football, you never make predictions. But if I was going to make one. I'm looking at a Colts, probably Bills, Super Bowl, Colts, uh, not Colts, uh, Chiefs, e- Eagles, Eagles and the Bills, for the Eagles Super Bowl? and the Bills, or Eagles and the Chiefs. Although, 
Same exact score. Joe Burrow beats the Chiefs yesterday by yeah. the same exact score that he won the AFC Championship last year mm-hmm. against those guys. Yeah, I think the Bengals were saving it up for the last half of the season. They really me. are, and they have they have Mahomes' number. Yeah. When you look at what and, – and Joe Burrow just finally said, that's enough, I'm going to take this game into my hand, I'm going to win this thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the TCU quarterback on Saturday. He almost single-handedly – now, I don't want to – count anybody out because everybody worked hard on that game but he took control of that game in his own hands and he almost single-handedly won that game on saturday what an incredible performance by that tcu quarterback on saturday good stuff anyway weekend's over time to move forward came to a screeching halt it really did <laughs> i'm so sorry a <laughs> short week for me this week but still yeah, me uh, too yeah, yeah, you too. You're going to be out on Thursday. Thursday. Right? What day are you out? Friday. Friday. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Wednesday's our last day to, to hang out together. That's it. Yeah. We'll find some trouble to get into. Probably. I guarantee it's, it. It's, you know, I find that with you, it's never that difficult. That's exactly right. Yeah. Stand around long enough, something strange is going to happen. Yeah. All right. We now have clear evidence and proof why the Democrats are losing their minds over Elon, Elon buying Twitter. He spent the weekend releasing the information. Democrats and Twitter, and I will say social media, they were colluding to influence the elections. That's not news to you because we have been talking about that for years. And hiding the Biden family alleged criminal activity. Here we are in the middle of now hardcore evidence what was going on behind the scenes. I'm going to break it all down for you as easily as possible without getting off into the weeds. There's a lot of weeds here, but I'm not going to go there. I have spent hours and hours pouring through this data, and I have a very I have copious notes in the form of bullet points that I'm going to run through with you so that you get an understanding as to what the FBI, the FBI, what they were doing to collude with Twitter and other social media sites to interfere in the 2020 election. That's coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. God, I'm so stressed about my business. One, stay connected. Thanks, Dave. It's uh, 519 Trey Ware, KTSA. Phones are always open. You can comment on any of these stories that I go through. 210-599-5555. All right, let me break down what we found out from the release of the Twitter data concerning the 2020 election, the lead-up to the 2020 election, and how Twitter and the FBI had colluded together back then in order to sway an election and to suppress evidence concerning Hunter Biden. And please keep in mind, the evidence that we're talking about here on the laptop from hell from Hunter Biden, the story's not Hunter Biden and the laptop and crack cocaine and him naked and all that. That's not the story. The story here is the alleged crimes of the Biden family and being on the take from countries like Ukraine, accepting money from Ukraine, accepting money from China, accepting money from Russia. All right. The FBI met with social media companies, Twitter, Facebook, others, weekly every single week during the 2020 campaign 
to get the social media companies to take down certain posts about Biden. Now, if you recall Mark Zuckerberg going on the Joe Rogan podcast and saying, at Facebook, we were approached by the FBI, and the FBI told us, hey, look out, there's going to be a story coming out soon about Hunter Biden and a laptop, and that is Russia disinformation. Then they had 51 intelligence, former intelligence officers, Leon Panetta, James Clapper, people like that who wrote this letter. The letter said the Hunter Biden laptop story is Russian disinformation. That immediately made it into the press, and the press said it's Russia disinformation. Now we know, as a matter of fact, 100% that it was not, that it is true, that what we found out on the Hunter Biden laptop is true. It was not Russian disinformation. So how did the FBI know that the New York Post was about to write a story about Hunter Biden's laptop? When the FBI approached Zuckerberg and the folks at Facebook and the FBI approached Twitter and said, when you see this story, you need to get rid of this story, take it down because it's misinformation. You remember during the campaign, we were getting all those, this is disinformation and all that, and then all the Republicans were kicked off of Twitter, kicked off of Facebook. If you said something in support of Donald Trump, well, you went into Facebook jail. How many of you called me on this show or sent me an email said, I'm in Facebook jail for the next 90 days because I supported Donald Trump? I said something anti-Joe Biden. I said something anti-Hunter uh, Biden. So how did the FBI know that the Post was about to write a blockbuster story and the FBI went and blocked that story from ever making it on Twitter and, uh, and Facebook? Well, the FBI was spying on Trump's then-lawyer Rudy Giuliani's online cloud. They had the pretext going that they were investigating his foreign agent registration violations. And by the way, that probe was dropped this year. No, he didn't really. He was fine. The covert surveillance warrant on Giuliani gave the FBI access to emails in August of 2020. Remember, the election was in November, August of 2020. From Delaware computer shop store owner John Paul Mac Isaac, disclosing that information that was damaging to Joe Biden for the laptop that Hunter Biden had abandoned at his store in April of 2019. So the FBI was watching Rudy Giuliani's stuff covertly. Rudy Giuliani comes in a possession of the hard drive of the laptop and. The, watch, the New York Post contacted Rudy Giuliani and said, hey, we're going to write this story. So the FBI had access to the messages that Giuliani had in October discussing when the Post was going to publish the story. 
The FBI also knew that Mac Isaac was a legitimate whistleblower because he had come to them a year before to express national security concerns about evidence on that laptop, money that the Biden family was getting from Ukraine and China. Now, you know why I often say, follow the money. Joe Biden crashing our energy economy here and sending all those jobs and all our energy money to China. Does the big guy get his cut for that? Joe Biden's got us into an endless war in Ukraine without describing what's in it for the United States and sending billions to Ukraine. And they don't have an account for it. They have no idea where the money is. Well, I bet you Joe knows. Does the big guy get his cut, his 10%? So the guy that owned the store went to the FBI in 2019 and said, hey, I got information here on the laptop that the Bidens are getting money from Ukraine and China. Then a year later, the FBI is spying on Rudy Giuliani and the FBI sees that they're about to write the uh, the Post, the New York Post is about to write a big story about all of this. So they run to the social media sites and say, "Ah, uh-uh, that's not real. If you get that information, it's not real. Do not put it up." The FBI colluding with social media companies to take that information down. And again, I'll say this. We're not talking about the rank and file FBI. We're talking about the politicized Department of Justice people that since the Mueller years, Mueller, Comey, and now Christopher Wray have been appointing. Instead of people working their way up through the FBI to the leadership, now, they're, now they are political appointments at the FBI. And whistleblowers, FBI whistleblowers, have come forward to Republican members of Congress saying that rogue FBI employees within the Washington field office buried the laptop and other information that was detrimental to Joe Biden in 2020. Saturday Saturday afternoon, Elon Musk, after posting this stuff, said, if Twitter is doing one team's bidding before an election, shutting down dissenting voices on a pivotal election, that is the very definition of election interference. Frankly, Twitter was acting like an arm of the Democrat National Committee. It was absurd. The words of Elon Musk. The FBI knew the laptop story was true, and that's the reason they work hard to to suppress it. Hunter smoking crack is not the story. The Biden crime family on the take allegedly is the story. Now, James Baker. James Baker worked as the general counsel at the FBI. James Baker was the one who wrote the exoneration of Hillary Clinton for James Comey when he was at the FBI. Okay? James Baker left the FBI and a long-term career as the general counsel the head lawyer at the FBI, and he went to work in the summer of 2020 prior to the president's election. He went to work for Twitter. Twitter in June of 2020, five months before the election. He was involved and knew very closely the lovebirds, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. He also knew the 51 intelligence officials who signed that letter in October of 2020. Got them to write it, apparently. And three days after the letter came out, candidate Biden used that letter during a uh, debate with President Trump, saying it was all hooey. 
So it all circles around these heads of the FBI going to Twitter and to Facebook and other social media companies to take down stories that they knew were true but would be detrimental to Biden in the 2020 election. And here's the deal. For his part in releasing the information, Elon says, I run the quite significant risk of being assassinated now. Elon Musk saying yesterday, frankly, the risk of something bad happening or literally even being shot is significant right now. I'm definitely not going to be doing any open-air car parades. Let me put it that way. It's not that hard to kill me if somebody wanted to, so hopefully they don't. He said this, throughout history, free speech has been highly unusual, not common. So we have to fight really hard to keep that because it's such a rare thing and it's by no means something that's default. Controlled speech is the default, not free speech. There you go. It was an extraordinary weekend for Twitter, extraordinary weekend for free speech in America, extraordinary weekend to find out that these agencies, once again, weaponized against people in the United States. And we're not talking Vladimir Putin. Just like we find out or found out about the whole Russian hoax, Russian collusion story. There was no Russian collusion. That was a Democrat operation using agencies of our own government against Donald Trump in 2016 and following. Now we find out that these agencies... Primary of the FBI, the upper echelon of the FBI, being using social media to cancel stories that would have changed the outcome of the election, undoubtedly. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Patriot Trees. All right, it's 538 now, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, Trey Ware page, KTSA.com, 210-599-5555, um, Back on the Elon Musk stuff and Twitter stuff after a while, all right? But it's big story. It's a, It really is the, the story of the year so far, and uh, we're going to get more into this uh, coming right up. Meanwhile, another whistleblower saying that the COVID did leak from the Wuhan lab, Dr. Andrew Huff. Former vice president of Echo Health Alliance claims grant funding from the United States government for research in China led to the biggest U.S. intelligence failure since 9-11. He was a scientist who helped lead the group collaborating with coronavirus research at the Wuhan lab in a position to know these things. And he vouches for the theory that I happen to believe is 100% fact, not just a theory. COVID-19 was genetically engineered and leaked from the facility. Now, he says, I don't have any evidence that says that it was leaked on purpose from the facility. I happen to personally believe that. But he says, I don't have that evidence right now. So basically, Echo Health Alliance, he says, and foreign laboratories did not have adequate control measures in place to assure the biosafety, biosecurity, and risk management. And that led to the lab leak. More than 6.5 million people died. Echo Health Alliance has worked on coronavirus research with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Millions and millions and millions of your dollars and mine going through the National Institutes of Health. We've talked about this many, many times. Anthony Fauci right in the middle of that, and Anthony Fauci is now about $8 million richer than he was before COVID. Hum, winky dink, I wonder what's going on. 
I think we need a little investigation, don't you? I wouldn't worry so much about Donald Trump's taxes. I'd I'd take a look at uh, at Anthony Fauci's taxes and see if he needs to be wearing a, a bright shade of orange anytime soon. Huff claims that China knew from day one that it was a genetically engineered agent that COVID was. And uh, he blamed the U.S. government, saying it's the blame for the transfer of dangerous biotechnology to the Chinese. And he says Fauci is being involved in a cover-up. 100%. No doubt in my mind Fauci's involved in the cover-up, up to his neck. My question is, did Fauci enrich himself with Big Pharma and whoever else along the way by pushing these faxes that I think now are, are causing people to fall over dead? So anyway, we'll see. Border Patrol agents making a historic liquid fentanyl seizure in South Texas. So far, we've heard about the pills. Well, how about the liquid? In Robstown, 25 pounds of liquid fentanyl hidden in a specialized compartment inside a gas tank of a vehicle. Fentanyl enough to kill a population of 5.6 million people inside that uh, container, inside that gas, gas tank. And our agents were able to find it and arrest those who were bringing it into the United States. If we had better border control, you would not hear this issue. You would not hear about it because we'd be able to stop it. That's also a chemical that makes, you know, the one that makes fentanyl is coming out of China. China has declared war on the United States, and we're not doing anything about it. Joe Biden has yet to utter the word fentanyl. He just won't say it. Alejandro Mayorkas will not say the word fentanyl. Why? Because they opened the border and they made it possible for all the fentanyl to flow in here and kill people. And that's what's going on. That's the reality. So we had a blackout this morning over in uh, CPS saying it's over in Leon Valley. That's kind of interesting. Don's been talking about it in his newscast this morning. They don't know what the cause is. Probably like a bird on a wire or something like that. Or maybe a transformer got a little hot. Maybe a transformer got wet with all the fog out there. You know how that goes, right? You got a dirty transformer and it gets a little bit wet and boom, transformer. But maybe it's something like that. Couldn't be that somebody shot the power out with a gun. That opened, happened in North Carolina yesterday. A criminal occurrence, number of people without uh, power, 60%, 60% of the customers uh, in that area in North Carolina didn't have power yesterday, 40,000-plus people, because somebody had gone around and shot the power out. You know, I've talked about a long time, making sure you got your own water and uh, put back a little bit of food. Probably be a good idea to have your own power source, too, because of things like this. Interesting story. Ron DeSantis holding a massive lead over Donald Trump in 2024. 20-point lead. 60% DeSantis, 40% Trump at the new Marquette University Law School. And by the way, uh, Trump trails Biden by 10 points as well. Chip Roy doing a good job on that uh, same-sex marriage bill. I want to tell you about that. And Nancy Pelosi, what's in her diet every day? It's the same thing, she says. I'll tell you what it is. Coming back, Trey Ware, KTSA. Yeah, I get to take a second right now. This roofing newsmaker hotline. All right. Speaking of Congressman Chip Roy, remember we were talking last week about this same-sex marriage bill, and it's not that. What it is is it's a bill to 
for, for open season on conservatives, for Bible believers, for people who believe marriage is one man and one woman and marriage will always be one man and one woman because what it does, it empowers people in the private sector to be able to sue people like that for hate speech. It also empowers the government to go after people like that. There, when the Senate, before the Senate approved it, Senator Mike Lee from Utah proposed an amendment and the amendment would have prevented the government from weaponizing itself against people who say, I don't believe in gay marriage. That's it. That's enough to get you in trouble. That's enough to get you sued. That's enough to get you prosecuted by the government. I don't believe in gay marriage. I believe in the biblical form of marriage, one man, one woman. That's what I believe in. If you say that, when this bill passes, you could be sued and you could be brought up on hate hate speech charges. So Mike Lee put an amendment in there. Of course, the, the rhinos, weak-kneed, uh, limp-wristed rhinos in the Senate, didn't vote for it, and so that amendment never made it. Chip Roy put that same identical amendment in the bill in the House over the weekend, and we'll see where it goes. Nancy Pelosi, what does she eat every day? Well, thanks to her and her daughter, we found out last week when uh, Macron was here in the United States. Her daughter, Alexandra, who is a far-left whack job, oh, surprise, shock, right? They were at that big state dinner that they were eating all that really expensive food at your at your expense. And the conversation turned toward uh, American cuisine and Alexandra Pelosi, Pelosi said that, well, yeah, I talked to Joe Biden about what he likes in, in, in American cuisine. He likes hot dogs, ice cream, and spaghetti. And Nancy Pelosi jumps right in and she said, oh, 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 yeah, me too. I eat a hot dog on Capitol Hill every day. Okay. Macron and his wife looked at Pelosi like, so? <laughs> I eat a hot dog on Capitol Hill every day. She's just one of those people that, you know, got to jump in there, got to have her voice in the story. Switzerland has got a problem with electricity. They don't have much of it. You see, Switzerland went all green. They got all the solar panels. They got all the windmills and everything, and they can't cre- cannot create electricity during the winter. So what are they doing? They're te- telling people to quit driving their electric cars. <laughs> uh, stores need to reduce their hours. Streaming services need to be limited. Buildings heated to only 68 degrees in the freezing cold of winter. Concerts, theater performances, and sporting events need to be banned to all prevent a blackout. And you, if you drive an electric vehicle in Switzerland, you need to quit driving your electric vehicle because we don't have any electricity over there. All right, back to the Twitter story. Biggest story of the year so far. We heard a lot during this past midterm about the threat to democracy and how MAGA Republicans are a threat to democracy. They're a threat to democracy. They're killing democracy, right? We heard all that from the from the leftist Democrats. The real threat to democracy are the Democrats. Come to find out the information that uh, Elon Musk, at great personal risk to himself and his family, released over the weekend is absolutely damning against the Democrats individually, against the Democrat National Committee, against the Biden crime family, as I like to call them. They are the real threat to the democracy and to the Republic of the United States of America. And I saw a tweet over the weekend. Elon is, uh, is, 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 you know, may have just saved America, and I really believe that he's working to save the United States. 
basically, uh, let me thumbnail this for you real quick, and I'll continue to break it down as we move forward. I've spent hours poring over this stuff. I have made myself copious notes on this, so I'm not going to get in the weeds, okay? All I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a thumbnail. You can look it up for yourself and back it up. I'll give you a thumbnail about what was going on, and Elon now says there's a real chance I'm going to be assassinated for this, and he's not joking around. Journalist Matt Taby was the one who Elon uh, used to get this information out. He released it. Said the platform suspended and censored users who commented on uh, New York Post's Hunter Biden laptop story. He says that Twitter took extraordinary steps to suppress the story, removing links and posting warnings that it was unsafe. They blocked its transmission via direct message, which they usually only use for transmitting child pornography. Uh, Elon Musk said... The files show that Twitter was acting like an arm of the Democrat National Committee that led up to the 2020 presidential election. He said, we're going to put out all the information, try to get a clean slate. We're going to be um, irretrievably, be, uh, irretrievably better, and it's going to force other media companies to also be more truthful or else they will lose their readership. So basically, as a thumbnail as to what was going on, the FBI and the highest uh, echelons, apparently, was uh, colluding with these uh, social media companies, primarily Twitter and uh, Facebook as well, squashing the Hunter Biden laptop story. And if you think that it's not a big story, that nobody really cares about Hunter naked, smoking crack with a hooker, that's not what it is. The story itself is about the Biden family and their alleged crimes taking money from Ukraine. Now, it's pretty interesting, isn't it, that he's dumping billions of dollars in Ukraine and they have no idea where it's going. Oh, we have to do a full accounting. We have no idea where it's going. I always ask the question because they've trained me to do this. I've always asked the question, is the big guy getting his cut? So... On that laptop, information about the Biden family receiving money from Ukraine, from China, as Joe Biden's been collapsing our own energy department and uh, energy resources here and putting all that money into China for windmills and solar panels and electric uh, vehicle batteries, etc. So getting money from China and Russia. Clear evidence and proof why the Democrats are losing their minds over Elon buying Twitter because they were colluding to influence elections, and they've lost the ability now to collude to influence the elections. That's the real threat to democracy out of this. What came to light over the weekend when Elon released this information was the FBI met with social media companies weekly, weekly, during the 2020 campaign to get them to take down certain posts about Biden, certain posts that were not flattering toward Biden. The FBI knew the laptop story was true, and that's the reason they worked very hard to suppress it. In fact, the former chief counsel at the FBI, a guy by the name of James Baker, who actually wrote James Comey's exoneration of Hillary Clinton, he left a very lengthy career at the FBI as the special counsel and joined Twitter in June of 2020 prior to the election. So he's the name that all this circles around when you're talking about all the Biden corruption and them suppressing the news about the Biden corruption, keeping it off of social media companies. Remember, 
They Zuckerberg also said that they went to Twitter or to Facebook and told Facebook, if you see this Hunter Biden story, it's Russian disinformation. But now we know it was true, and the FBI knew it was true at the time, and that's why they did all they could to keep it off of social media and from people seeing it, voters seeing it. Now, how did they know that the that the New York Post was about to write a story about that? Well, I've got details, pretty shocking details about how the FBI knew that. And uh, where where does all this go now? What happens out of this? We'll cover that coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. I'm taking my premium audio with me every the weekend. The real threat to democracy comes from the Democrats, from people in the higher echelons of the FBI, who were colluding with Twitter and Facebook and probably other social media companies in order to suppress information we knew or what was coming out about Hunter Biden, the Biden family, uh, accepting money from Ukraine, accepting money from Russia, accepting money from China, and all the other stuff that the Biden family was involved in in this story, blockbuster story that was coming out from the New York Post. The real threat to democracy coming from within our own government. We've known that for a long time. We've talked about that for a long time. But when you say that, oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. No. No, it's a fact. And now we have the data to back it up and to prove it. And Elon Musk is doing this at great risk to his own life, now saying that he is at risk to be assassinated. Throughout history, free speech has been highly unusual and not common. And frankly, the risk of something bad happening or literally happening to me. I'm not going to be doing any open-air parades. Let me put it that way. He's very concerned he could be shot. Um, that That's not out of the realm of possibility. So pray for Elon. So how did the FBI know that the New York Post was about to write a stunning, stunning, damning story about Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family, as I like to call them? How, how, did, how did they know that over at the FBI? Well, keep in mind, there's a guy by the name of James Baker who was over as the general counsel of the FBI. He's the one, actually, that in 2016, he wrote the exoneration that uh, uh, James Comey used to drop the charges against Hillary Clinton. If you remember all of that, well, Baker wrote that. Baker was the guy over as the general counsel at the FBI for many years who who then left the FBI in a very lucrative career at the FBI to go to work at Twitter in the summer of 2020 prior to the 2020 presidential election. So how did they know? In other words, when they approached Mark Zuckerberg, and Zuckerberg, of course, admitted that they did and said, hey, if you get this Hunter Biden story, it's a bunch of crap. It's a, it's Russian collusion. It's a Russian misinformation. Do not print it. Do not put it on Facebook. And they did the same thing to Twitter. In fact, folks, the FBI met with Twitter every week to say, here are stories you need to take down. The Biden campaign also went to Twitter every day and said, this story needs to go down. This story needs to be taken down. That story needs to be taken down. And they did. You need to take pictures, these pictures of Hunter smoking crack. Take those pictures down. Do not let those pictures be published. And they did. They complied all along the way. Twitter complied. The real threat to democracy coming from the upper echelons of the FBI and others in our government colluding with social media. So how'd they know? How'd they know the story was coming? They were spying on Rudy Giuliani's account, his cloud account. And Rudy Giuliani had been given the uh, hard drive 
of the laptop. And so they were about to write the story over at the New York Post, and they let Rudy Giuliani know. And when they let Rudy Giuliani know, the FBI saw it because they were spying on Rudy Giuliani's account. Now, they had a pretext for it. They said, well, it's an alleged foreign agent registration violation. And that investigation was dropped quickly after they got the information that they wanted. So when the FBI saw in Rudy Giuliani's account that the New York Post was about to write this story, the FBI immediately rushes. And it's the same old names, folks. It's the same old names. It's the Peter Strzok's and the Lisa Pages and all those people all in this universe around this James Baker guy running together, and they rush over to Zuckerberg. Remember Zuckerberg telling Joe Rogan that? And they rush over to Twitter and said, hey, that's Russian that's Russian misinformation. Make sure it doesn't get up on. And they let interference and debunk the story. And so they went, they suspended the accounts of the New York Post and all the writers. And if you even tried to send it in a DM, guess what? They took it down like they do child pornography. They flagged anything about Hunter Biden and the Biden family, and they took it down. That's your threat to democracy. That's that's the FBI. The upper echelons. Again, you guys that work for the FBI out there, the problem's not with you. The upper echelons of the FBI... Back during the Mullah years, they st- instead of allowing guys to work up to the upper echelon, what they did was they started to bring in these political ideologues in the Mueller and then in the Comey and now in the Ray years, they've been bringing in political ideologues to head up the FBI, and this is why. Twitter taking extraordinary steps to suppress the story, removing links, posting warnings that it's unsafe. Do not look at this. Widespread fraud and deception working with big tech companies elon musk said a very different standard applied to republican candidates in the u.s versus democrat candidates it's frankly the behavior that's expected from an organization that's based in san francisco which is far left 210-599-5555 isn't it something these corrupt operations always come from democrats Hillary and the Russian collusion hoax, and now Democrat Party, Biden campaign, anti-Trump operatives at the FBI, and the Hunter hoax. Brad, you're on KTS. Well, the phone's not working, so if you wouldn't mind, Jimmy. Uh, line one is Brad. Brad, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. Trey, it seems like in the old days, if you had a hot story, and it was a lot of stuff that yeah, it's kind of iffy, wouldn't you just, at the very front of the article or whatever, in the print media, of course, Write a disclaimer, a bold-faced we, we haven't vetted this. We, we don't necessarily trust the sources. The sources couldn't confirm this or whatever. So you put all that stuff up front, and then you run the story. It's like, well, you know, this is just being alleged. People are making this claim. We don't have any facts to support it. So until then, take it or leave it. And, and the fact that they got, you know, the government agents come and said, yeah, we don't really want this one run. We don't believe this is... Well, then that's where you ask the government agency, well, what's your proof? Show me your evidence. And the fact that these guys were all too eager to hop through whatever hoops uh, that the FBI, you know, had, or the intimidation, I think it was probably more of a threat. If you go forward with this story, you're going to get tax audited for the previous 10 years or whatever. I don't think it was necessarily, we agree with you guys, we hate Trump, we hate the Republicans, so we're not going to do anything to hurt them. I think there was probably a little bit of a, you know, intimidation and threat there. Well, anytime the FBI knocks on your door, that's that's intimidation. Okay, <laughs> you know, you're automatically intimidated. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate the call. Uh, I think you're being a little too kind, though, to uh, Twitter. 
at that time, the regime of Twitter then. The, the regime then, keep in mind, they canceled Republicans. They canceled Republican thought. This was on Twitter and Facebook. And remember, if you logged on to Google and you just typed in 2020 election in Google, all the Democrat stuff and the Democrat fundraising and Democrat uh, candidates and everything would come up. And the Republicans were suppressed by, by Google. They were all working together to make sure Donald Trump was not reelected, number one, and that Republican candidates lost and anything that was negative about republicans was kept out of the uh you know the the social media world that was all working together and now we know because of the people that elon Musk fired that were in there and they had that specific job and elon said it he said oh my god i mean look at this the the republicans were kicked off and the democrats were given a prime space inside of Twitter, and he's got all the details. He's he's releasing the information. We're now seeing it. They were working against Republicans. They were working against Donald Trump in social media, along with the upper echelon of the FBI, who was going over there weekly, the Biden campaign daily, letting them know, hey, you need to take this down, and they would take it down. That's what you call, as, as Elon Musk said over the weekend, Twitter was an arm of the Democrat National Committee. So, yeah, I mean, it's one thing to say they went to him and said, hey, look, you, you, this story is probably not true. Okay, well, then we, we're going to err on the side of caution here. And we're going to take it down. No, no. They were working with the Democrats. Line one, guys. They were working with the Democrats in order to take down anything that was positive for Republicans and promote the star and take down anything that was uh, negative against Democrats and positive for Republicans. That's what was going on here. It was absolutely a political operation between the social media companies, the upper echelon of the FBI, and, of course, you've got the, the Biden campaign, you've got the Democrat National Committee and others involved in all of this together to make sure that Republican candidates, including the President of the United States, were not elected to high office. That's exactly what was going on here. Clear as day what was going on here. Line one, Jimmy, and that's uh, Nora. You're on KTSA. Go right ahead, Nora. Hi, Trey. Yes, good morning. Good to hear from you. Yes, it's a whole lot bigger than just the FBI. What's the excuse of NBC, CBS, and all the other ones? I mean, you just can't go over after social media. It's just bigger than anybody could possibly imagine. Well, sure. The reason we're talking about Twitter this morning and the social media this morning is because this is the weekend that all the information was released from inside of Twitter. So... Uh, but absolutely, you've heard me say for a long time that ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, they're all in it together. They have all, look, the, the leftist Democrats have taken over control of all those media companies, and they all work together to make sure that this information was suppressed and not brought up. And again, we're not just talking about Hunter smoking crack, naked with a hooker. That's not what we're talking about, because most people don't really care if the first son is out there smoking crack. Most people. What we're talking about here is an apparent crime syndicate here that's taking money in from countries like Ukraine and China and Russia and apparently allegedly selling Joe's influence. That's what we're talking about. And indeed, the guy that owned the computer repair shop went to the FBI in 2019 and said, I have that evidence that the Biden family's on the take from Ukraine and Russia and China. The Biden family's on the take. The FBI did nothing about it until the following year when they showed up at the shop and said, give us that computer. 
And if you say anything, what they say, people who say things like this and talk about these things, they end up meeting hard ends or something like that as they walked out the store. So this is, the, this is what we're dealing with here. And when you're a Republican or you're a conservative, this is the kind of thing that you're up against. You're up against what Donald Trump correctly called the swamp. The swamp. And these are political ideologues that sit at the top of these agencies that now the FBI is going around and arresting parents for praying at abortion mills where they murder kids. And moms and dads go and pray there and then the FBI shows up at their house and takes them away, arrests them. Eternal email documents at Twitter also reveal that Arizona Governor-elect and Secretary of State Katie Hobbs allegedly colluded with former Twitter officials last year, flagging accounts related to so-called election misinformation. So look, nothing's changed. Twitter, after this whole thing in 2020, they went right back to censoring those who didn't toe the line on COVID and many other topics that they didn't want out. And on Friday... James Woods, the actor, called Tucker Carlson, or Tucker called him, and said, I'm going to sue the Democrat National Committee. They destroyed my career because they went to Twitter, the DNC, and demanded that James Woods' account be taken down. Who's the real threat to democracy? Who's the real threat to free speech? We all know it's the Democrats. We all know that. We're very clear on that. I'll tell you another reason Democrats are ticked about Elon's takeover of Twitter, Elon buying Twitter and releasing all this information. First of all, all this information's out now, right? So the Democrats are ticked about that. But here's another story for you. And again, you're not hearing this in the mainstream media. They're not they're not giving one second to any of this story. The biggest political bombshell that we've ever seen. Forget about Watergate. Here's one for you. Zero tolerance suspension rate nearly doubles for Twitter accounts exploiting child sex abuse material. Elon went in and he said, I'm going to get this uh, pedophilia that's on Twitter full, just everywhere on Twitter. I'm going to get it under control. And I'm going to have zero tolerance. Oh, boy, that's upsetting to the Democrats. They're the ones who sexualize children in the schools. They're the ones who sexualize children everywhere. The Democrats do. And so they're really ticked that the zero-tolerance suspension rate nearly doubles for all Twitter accounts that are exploiting child sex abuse material. We'll take a break. Come back, 210-599-5555. Well, at River City Oral Surgery, you know, you, you don't have to live with tooth pain anymore. If you've struggled with dental problems all your life, and maybe you got missing teeth, maybe you've had cavities followed up by fillings and more fillings and root canals and crowns, and the pain keeps coming back and all that. You know what I'm talking about. Well, you can stop pouring money down that hole. Stop wasting that money on the dentist every few years. Don't have it fail. Dental implants at River City Oral Surgery just might be your solution. And Dr. Mark Abercorn at River City Oral Surgery, he's an oral surgeon. He's a medical doctor. And right now, you can lock in the current prices before they go up in January. One implant is $1,300. That includes everything, exam, x-ray, and post-op care. Or you can replace all the teeth in one jaw for $20,900. That's everything, start to finish. Financing available, too. Dr. Mark Abercorn, River City Oral Surgery. Lock in your 2022 prices right now at 210 778 
Feel better in 2023. Call River City Oral Surgery, 210-778-0002. Fog now and a little bit of sun later, 76. Warm and humid tomorrow and Wednesday, 78 and 79. We're at 59 right now at KTSA. Good morning. We do have a couple of trouble. The weekend, the real threat to democracy comes from the Democrats, from people at the higher echelons of the FBI, who were colluding with Twitter and Facebook and probably other social media companies in order to suppress information we knew or what was coming out about Hunter Biden, the Biden family, uh, accepting money from Ukraine, accepting money from Russia, accepting money from China, and all the other stuff that the Biden family was involved in in this story, blockbuster story that was coming out from the New York Post. The real threat to democracy coming from within our own government. We've known that for a long time. We've talked about that for a long time. But when you say that, oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. No. No, it's a fact. And now we have the data to back it up and to prove it. And Elon Musk is doing this at great risk to his own life, now saying that he is at risk to be assassinated. Throughout history, free speech has been highly unusual and not common. And frankly, the risk of something bad happening or literally happening to me. I'm not going to be doing any open-air parades. Let me put it that way. He's very concerned he could be shot. Um, that That's not out of the realm of possibility. So pray for Elon. So how did the FBI know that the New York Post was about to write a stunning, stunning, damning story about Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family, as I like to call them? How, how, did, how did they know that at the, over at the FBI? Well, keep in mind, there's a guy by the name of James Baker who was over as the general counsel of the FBI. He's the one, actually, that in 2016, he wrote the exoneration that uh, uh, James Comey used to drop the charges against Hillary Clinton. If you remember all of that, well, Baker wrote that. Baker was the guy over as the general counsel at the FBI for many years who who then left the FBI in a very lucrative career at the FBI to go to work at Twitter in the summer of 2020 prior to the 2020 presidential election. So how did they know? In other words, when they approached Mark Zuckerberg, and Zuckerberg, of course, admitted that they did and said, hey, if you get this Hunter Biden story, it's a bunch of crap. It's, a, it's Russian collusion. It's a Russian misinformation. Do not print it. Do not put it on Facebook. And they did the same thing to Twitter. In fact, folks, the FBI met with Twitter every week to say, here are stories you need to take down. The Biden campaign also went to Twitter every day and said, this story needs to go down. This story needs to be taken down. That story needs to be taken down. And they did. You need to take pictures, these pictures of Hunter smoking crack. Take those pictures down. Do not let those pictures be published. And they did. They complied. All along the way, Twitter complied. The real threat to democracy coming from the upper echelons of the FBI and others in our government colluding with social media. So how'd they know? How'd they know the story was coming? They were spying on Rudy Giuliani's account, his cloud account. And Rudy Giuliani had been given the uh, hard drive of the laptop. And so they were about to write the story over at the New York Post, and they let Rudy Giuliani know. And when they let Rudy Giuliani know, the FBI saw it because they were spying on Rudy Giuliani's account. Now, they had a pretext for it. They said, well, it's an alleged foreign agent registration violation, and that investigation was dropped quickly 
after they got the information that they wanted. So when the FBI saw in Rudy Giuliani's account that the New York Post was about to write this story, the FBI immediately rushes, and it's the same old names, folks. It's the same old names. It's the Peter Strzoks and the Lisa Pages and all those people all in this universe around this James Baker guy running together, and they rush over to Zuckerberg. Remember Zuckerberg telling Joe Rogan that? And they rush over to Twitter and said, hey, that's Russian, that's Russian misinformation. Make sure it doesn't get up on... And they let interference and debunk the story. And so they would, they suspended the accounts of the New York Post and all the writers. And if you even tried to send it in a DM, guess what? They took it down like they do child pornography. They flagged anything about Hunter Biden and the Biden family, and they took it down. That's your threat to democracy. That's, that's the FBI. The upper echelons. Again, you guys that work for the FBI out there, the problem's not with you. The upper echelons of the FBI... Back during the Mullah years, they st- instead of allowing guys to work up to the upper echelon, what they did was they started to bring in these political ideologues in the Mueller and then in the Comey and now in the Ray years, they've been bringing in political ideologues to head up the FBI, and this is why. Twitter taking extraordinary steps to suppress the story, removing links, posting warnings that it's unsafe. Do not look at this. Widespread fraud and deception working with big tech companies elon musk said a very different standard applied to republican candidates in the u.s versus democrat candidates it's frankly the behavior that's expected from an organization that's based in san francisco which is far left 210-599-5555 isn't it something these corrupt operations always come from democrats Hillary and the Russian collusion hoax, and now Democrat Party, Biden campaign, anti-Trump operatives at the FBI, and the Hunter hoax. Brad, you're on KTS. Well, the phone's not working, so if you wouldn't mind, Jimmy. Uh, line one is Brad. Brad, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. Trey, it seems like in the old days, if you had a hot story, and it was a lot of stuff that yeah, it's kind of iffy, wouldn't you just, at the very front of the article or whatever, in the print media, of course, Write a disclaimer, a bold-faced, we, we haven't vetted this, we, we don't necessarily trust the sources, the sources couldn't confirm this or whatever. So you put all that stuff up front, and then you run the story. It's like, well, you know, this is just being alleged. People are making this claim. We don't have any facts to support it, so until then, take it or leave it. And, and the fact that they got, you know, the government agents come and said, yeah, we don't really want this one run, we don't believe this is... Well, then that's where you ask the government agency, well, what's your proof? Show me your evidence. And the fact that these guys were all too eager to hop through whatever hoops uh, that the FBI, you know, had or the intimidation, I think it was probably more of a threat. If you go forward with this story, you're going to get tax audited for the previous 10 years or whatever. I don't think it was necessarily, we agree with you guys, we hate Trump, we hate the Republicans, so we're not going to do anything to hurt them. I think there was probably a little bit of a, you know, intimidation and threat there. Well, anytime the FBI knocks on your door, that's that's intimidation. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you're automatically intimidated. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate the call. Uh, I think you're being a little too kind, though, to uh, Twitter. 
at that time, the regime of Twitter then. But the regime then, keep in mind, they canceled Republicans. They canceled Republican thought. This was on Twitter and Facebook. And remember, if you logged on to Google and you just typed in 2020 election in Google, all the Democrat stuff and the Democrat fundraising and Democrat uh, candidates and everything would come up. And the Republicans were suppressed by, by Google. They were all working together to make sure Donald Trump was not reelected, number one, and that Republican candidates lost and anything that was negative about republicans was kept out of the uh you know the the social media world that was all working together and now we know because of the people that elon musk fired that were in there and they had that specific job and elon said it he said oh my god i mean look at this the the republicans were kicked off and the democrats were given a prime space inside of twitter and he's got all the details he's he's releasing the information we're now seeing it they were working against republicans they were working against donald trump in social media along with the upper echelon of the fbi who was going over there weekly the biden campaign daily letting them know hey you need to take this down and they would take it down that's what you call as as elon musk said over the weekend twitter was an arm of the democrat national committee so, yeah, I mean, it's one thing to say they went to him and said, hey, look, you, you, this story is probably not true. Okay, well, then we, we're going to err on the side of caution here. And we're going to take it down. No, no. They were working with the Democrats. Line one, guys. They were working with the Democrats in order to take down anything that was positive for Republicans and promote the star and take down anything that was uh, negative against Democrats and positive for Republicans. That's what was going on here. It was absolutely a political operation between the social media companies, the upper echelon of the FBI, and, of course, you've got the the Biden campaign, you've got the Democrat National Committee and others involved in all of this together to make sure that Republican candidates, including the President of the United States, were not elected to high office. That's exactly what was going on here. Clear as day what was going on here. Line one, Jimmy, and that's uh, Nora. You're on KTSA. Go right ahead, Nora. Hi, Trey. Yes, good morning. Good to hear from you. Yes, it's a whole lot bigger than just the FBI. What's the excuse of NBC, CBS, and all the other ones? I mean, you just can't go over after social media. It's just bigger than anybody could possibly imagine. Well, sure. The reason we're talking about Twitter this morning and the social media this morning is because this is the weekend that all the information was released from inside of Twitter. So... Uh, but absolutely, you've heard me say for a long time that ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, they're all in it together. They have all, look, the, the leftist Democrats have taken over control of all those media companies, and they all work together to make sure that this information was suppressed and not brought up. And again, we're not just talking about Hunter smoking crack, naked with a hooker. That's not what we're talking about, because most people don't really care if the first son is out there smoking crack. Most people. What we're talking about here is an apparent crime syndicate here that's taking money in from countries like Ukraine and China and Russia and apparently allegedly selling Joe's influence. That's what we're talking about. And indeed, the guy that owned the computer repair shop went to the FBI in 2019 and said, I have that evidence that the Biden family's on the take from Ukraine and Russia and China. The Biden family's on the take. The FBI did nothing about it until the following year when they showed up at the shop and said, give us that computer. 
And if you say anything, what they say, people who say things like this and talk about these things, they end up meeting hard ends or something like that as they walked out the store. So this is, the, this is what we're dealing with here. And when you're a Republican or you're a conservative, this is the kind of thing that you're up against. You're up against what Donald Trump correctly called the swamp. The swamp. And these are political ideologues that sit at the top of these agencies that now the FBI is going around and arresting parents for praying at abortion mills where they murder kids. And moms and dads go and pray there, and then the FBI shows up at their house and takes them away, arrests them. Internal email documents at Twitter also reveal that Arizona Governor-elect and Secretary of State Katie Hobbs allegedly colluded with former Twitter officials last year, flagging accounts related to so-called election misinformation. So look, nothing's changed. Twitter, after this whole thing in 2020, they went right back to censoring those who didn't toe the line on COVID and many other topics that they didn't want out. And on Friday, James Woods, the actor, called Tucker Carlson, or Tucker called him, and said, I'm going to sue the Democrat National Committee. They destroyed my career because they went to Twitter, the DNC, and demanded that James Woods' account be taken down. Who's the real threat to democracy? Who's the real threat to free speech? We all know it's the Democrats. We all know that. We're very clear on that. I'll tell you another reason Democrats are ticked about Elon's takeover of Twitter, Elon buying Twitter and releasing all this information. First of all, all this information's out now, right? So the Democrats are ticked about that. But here's another story for you. And again, you're not hearing this in the mainstream media. They're not, they're not giving one second to any of this story. The biggest political bombshell that we've ever seen. Forget about Watergate. Here's one for you. Zero tolerance suspension rate nearly doubles for Twitter accounts exploiting child sex abuse material. Elon went in and he said, I'm going to get this uh, pedophilia that's on Twitter full, just everywhere on Twitter. I'm going to get it under control. And I'm going to have zero tolerance. Oh, boy, that's upsetting to the Democrats. They're the ones who sexualize children in the schools. They're the ones who sexualize children everywhere. The Democrats do. And so they're really ticked that the zero tolerance suspension rate nearly doubles for all Twitter accounts that are exploiting child sex abuse material we'll take a break come back 210-599-5555 well at river city oral surgery you know you you don't have to live with tooth pain anymore if you've struggled with dental problems all your life and maybe you got missing teeth maybe you've had cavities followed up by fillings and more fillings and root canals and crowns and the pain keeps coming back and all that you know what i'm talking about well you can stop pouring money down that hole stop wasting that money on the dentist every few years don't only have it fail dental implants at river city oral surgery just might be your solution and Dr. Mark Abercorn at River City Oral Surgery. He's an oral surgeon. He's a medical doctor. And right now, you can lock in the current prices before they go up in January. One implant is $1,300. That includes everything, Ex- exam, x-ray, and post-op care. Or you can replace all the teeth in one jaw for 20900 That's everything, start to finish. Financing available, too. Dr. Mark Abercorn, River City Oral Surgery. Lock in your 2022 prices right now at 210 
Feel better in 2023. Call River City Oral Surgery, 210-778-0002. Fog now and a little bit of sun later, 76. Warm and humid tomorrow and Wednesday, 78 and 79. We're at 59 right now at KTSA. Good morning. We do have a couple of troubles. FM 1071. All right, let's go line one. And Patrick, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning to you. Good morning, Trey. Yes, sir. Well, I was uh, thinking about Elon Musk, you know, trying to get all the uh, child traffickers and child pornographers off of uh, Twitter. And I was wondering if he's going to work with Aston Kusher and his uh, company. I don't know what that means. Uh, Aston Kusher, the actor, he also has a a day job where they run a program uh, through the Internet and emails and things like that that Hunts this stuff down? Specifically target child traffickers. That's good. I I don't know. I don't know if Elon even knows about it, and hopefully he does, and maybe he'll work with him on that. That uh, That would be awesome. But he's doing a great job there, and that's also got the Democrats upset, obviously, because they're the ones who are pushing the sexualization of children out there. In fact, I've got another story coming up. Uh, and thank you for your call, Patrick. I've got another story coming up of another teacher who keeps pushing the books on children. And, and wait till you hear, you know, I'll try to keep it light so you don't throw up so early in the morning. But wait until you hear what this teacher is pushing in the schools and how they're sexualizing children. And they are left-wing Democrats who are doing it over and over and over and over again. So I'll tell you more about that coming up. Bob McGrath passed away, Sesame Street guy. Saturday Night Live actually took a shot at the president and james cameron says uh testosterone's bad and hippie pope speaking again so we got all these stories and more coming up for you uh give yourself a little extra time to drive in this morning due to all the fog that's out there it's a problem and uh it's 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 widespread this morning and it we expect some sun to come out a little bit later on but it's pretty widespread it covers a lot of the area particularly if you live outside of town you're gonna be driving in a farm to market uh deer and all those little things are going to be a problem this morning as well so be real careful coming in a little extra time is a good idea. 6.20 and we'll tell you about Dr. Dallas Broadway and the team of doctors at Broadway Vascular. If you've got leg pain, fatigue, foot sores, it might be a circulation vascular issue that you're dealing with. And if you let these problems go too long, you might lose a limb. Well, the physicians at Broadway Vascular, they focus on keeping you well, getting you well, and keeping you out of the hospital. How do they do that? Well, when you go see them, after you give them a call at 210-465-7015, they will talk with you. You First of all, they're going to do a a thorough examination to see what the issue is, and if it's a vascular issue, a circulation issue. They will talk, talk with you about their minimally invasive outpatient procedures that takes about an hour. You do not have to go to the hospital. You do not have to be admitted. It happens right there in their office. Most insurance companies do cover this. So your friends over at Broadway Vascular are ready to help you. But I just want you to know, if you're having that kind of pain, if you let it go for any length of time, fatigue, foot sore, stuff like that, you could end up going too far and and them not being able to save the limb. So let's not get that far. Physicians at Broadway Vascular, they're focused on keeping you out of the hospital and getting you well. Here's their phone number. Give them a call and set your appointment at 210-465-7015. 210-465-7015 for Broadway Vascular. Hey guys, Dave Ramsey here for the pros over at Vet. You. You. 
It's uh, 6.37. You, I stayed up. I was going to watch the Cowboy game last night, so... And I was just, you know, I was resigned to the fact that I was going to be ass-dragging this morning. And I just said, okay, no big deal. So that's all right. right. So, but then, then they were not doing so well. I mean, they were ahead by like a couple of points. But, you know, that's when they lose. Because they just say, you know, right. let the other team win. And so uh, I thought that's what we were going to wake up to that. So I, your voice is in my head. Because last Monday night you watched the Patriots and the Bills. And the Patriots lost. And you came in Tuesday morning. I can't believe I stayed up and watched that. Rah! So I said, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be Don from Tuesday. Right. So I went ahead and turned off the lights and rolled over and went to sleep. And the Cowboys blew up, man. They, they went did. nuts. Now, see, they took your advice because you've said this before. Yeah. But when, you know, when you get ahead, True. don't take your foot off the gas. That's right. You know, keep racking up those points. Well, but Cowboys, start at the beginning of the game that way. <laughs> do The fourth quarter you had last night, start doing that in the first yeah. quarter. Do all Play all four like you right. played the fourth. You know, and, and it'd be great for those who, us, who have to get up early in the morning. If you could score those 34 points in the first. Yes. You know. That, I'm done. It might make it easier Good for night. the rest of us. Right. Exactly. So, um, man, I tell you, looking at the looking at the field, we talked about this earlier, but Philadelphia is going to be hard to beat, man. What a team they have in Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, so, they look real sharp. Well, you know, yes, I can't say they looked too sharp against Tennessee yesterday. Tennessee's a good team. But I watched that game, but I think there were more penalties than points. Well, they were. To be honest with you. They were. And Brown uh, is quite the receiver, too, but he had it out for Tennessee. I mean, that was because yeah. they traded him and he was, he was going to get back at Tennessee. But I don't think there's going to be stop in Philly. I mean, unless something you know terrible happens to the QB, uh, I don't think that there's going to be any way they're going to shut them down this year. They've got a powerful offensive line. We'll see. Uh, You know, maybe the Cowboys look. Cowboys look better than I've seen them look in a very long time at this point in the season. Usually by this point in the season, they're crap. Yeah, they really are. But they've done all right. So they've done very well. Serious note. Okay. okay. Oh, by the way, let me just mention Southbound 35 in New Braunfels. Okay, fog has caused a big accident up there. Debbie's been talking about it. Big shutdown. Southbound 35 in New Braunfels, starting at Walnut. It's a solid hour now. A solid hour. Yeah. Southbound 35 in New Braunfels. Find another way to go. Go over to 281 or go over to I-10 and come in. Forget about 35 for the time being until we tell you it opens up. This horrific story of this seven-year-old and the FedEx driver. Mm-hmm. What a story. Uh, horrific. She And what a cutie she was. Um, she comes home and has a discussion with her stepmother. This is the way I understand the media account. And they were disagreeing on something. So she went outside and was on the driveway. And the FedEx guy shows up to deliver a package, sees her there, Allegedly, now apparently he's admitted to all this with police. Abducts her, kills her within the first hour of after abducting her, and uh, and then let her body be somewhere. And they found her body, and then they found him in his truck, and he's been arrested. And, right, you know, million dollar bail or whatever he's not getting out. And uh, apparently, according to police, he admitted to doing it. There were all kinds of online stuff that was going around over the weekend. Maybe he ran over her and he picked up the body and took her and, and hid the body. No, the the way the police are telling the story, the way he told the story to police, apparently, right? As we know the story now, uh, is that no, he he abducted her and, and killed her. Don't know about sexual assault or anything like that. You know, right, that's usually all, presumed. Yeah, that'll right? all be out. And, right, I'm assuming the next day or two. 
But I, I saw some friends over the weekend. They said, you know, we have grandkids, and we let our grandkids play on our driveway all the time. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about young grandkids, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine letting them be out front now because of this. Uh, of course, that crosses your mind, you yeah. know. Um, and the second thing that crosses your mind is how much money this is going to cost FedEx. This yeah. is going to cost them a ton. Right. Uh, possibly, I, I don't think you can break FedEx, but, man, it's going to get deep in their hip pocket by the time uh, this de- this deal is all over with, yeah, and he wasn't uh, he wasn't a FedEx employee directly. He was contract, and yeah. that's one you can say yeah, that's true. Yeah, but in a business with contract employees, there's still some liability right. there. They're yeah. still going to have some liability, mm-hmm. and so uh, no and, criminal history at all. This guy had nothing. What's the deal on that anyway? I would have thought that there would have been something along the way that had to do with little girls or something, right? Yeah, there was nothing that showed nothing, up. right? No criminal history. That's the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. So this was supposedly, we don't know if it's his first act, but the first yeah, act that we know you of. You don't know for sure. Right? You know. God. Um, the mother is calling him a monster, but the grandfather asked for five minutes alone with him. Now, I know as a grandfather what I would want to do. Yeah. You know. I wouldn't even need five minutes. No, it wouldn't take that long. <laughs> it would not take that no. long. Uh, in fact, you know, if if he's guilty and he goes to prison and all that kind of stuff, you know how prison justice yeah, is, well, right? Whatever, whatever the doing. grandfather had planned, it'll be a hundredfold worse. Well, let me tell you what the grandfather did. He did meet with him in jail. Yeah. And the grandfather walks out and says, I totally forgive him. Hmm. What? Grandfather walks out and said, while I was in there with him, a voice said, if I want to be free of this, then I'm going to have to forgive him. And so I walked out, and I said, I totally forgive him for what he did. Wow. Now, that's a God thing if I ever saw or heard of a God thing. That's what that is right there. That's God speaking to a man's heart. Uh, I, you know, pray to God I'm never there. I've, I've been there, obviously, with my children, and I, I don't know how I, if I could forgive. But he said I, I, it's a choice. Forgiveness is a choice, and I've decided. And I'm going to follow that voice that spoke to me while I was in there with him, and I'm going to forgive the man. Wow. What a story, huh? Let the law run its course. That's really all you can do in his situation. Well, that's right. You know, you he are. Wouldn't have helped, he wouldn't have helped the case at all had it reacted in a violent way. Or, or uh, any or other had, thing. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have helped at all. Yep. You know, now, now he's I know to, that, he, right? He, yeah, he'd go to jail as well. I know that, right? Yeah, you do. I do. And, uh,. So you know, just let let the court have its have its day and uh, go from there. Well, there's men's justice and there's divine justice, and I believe in both. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the courts and the law are established here divinely or ordained by God here in the United States to mete out justice. But also, then there's a there's a divine justice as well. And I would pray that this guy would seek the forgiveness of God and uh, and Jesus Christ, and one day that uh, he he would find that forgiveness. I would hope that he would do that. But we'll see what happens. I mean, what a terrible story when I saw it on, I guess I saw it Friday night. Yeah, Friday, Friday at some point during the day, Friday was when it broke. the alert that she was missing. Uh, it was probably an hour or so later mm, that they found her body. Well, pray for that family because they do need your prayer. Definitely. For sure. All right, quick break. Coming up, uh, I'm going to tell you about our friends over at, uh, at, at uh, Shirts Funeral Home. Shirts Funeral Home is here to help your family. If you are in the process of having to plan a funeral right now, Church Funeral Home is here for your family. They very carefully and gently walk you through the process. 
to make the decisions that are right for your departed loved one, but also make the decisions that are right for your family, your budget, what you can afford, what you what you should look at, what you shouldn't look at, all those kind of things. Your friends over at Church Funeral Home, your family funeral home are here to help you get through that entire process. And over the years, they've been sponsor of, of my show since the 1990s, very long time. And over the years, I've talked to you many times about pre-planning and pre-need, and many folks who have listened to the show have have availed themselves of their services with pre-planning and pre-need, and I highly recommend it. I think it's a great way to decide what you want at your own funeral, what you don't want at your own funeral, and then pay for it in today's dollars so that your children, grandchildren, whoever, they don't have to do that uh, upon your death. And we hope certainly that that's a long time away, but it's smart to get a program together right now. That Shirts Funeral Home, your family funeral home, they'll be there when you need them. 210-658-9224. Quality hardwood flooring at the lowest price. You. You. It's uh, 637. You. I stayed up. I was going to watch the Cowboy game last night. So, And I was just, you know, I was resigned to the fact that I was going to be ass-dragging this morning. And I just said, okay, no big deal. So that's all right. right. So, but then, then they were not doing so well. I mean, they were ahead by like a couple of points. But, you know, that's when they lose because they just say, you know, right. let the other team win. And so uh, I thought that's what we were going to wake up to that. So I, your voice is in my head because last Monday night you watched the Patriots and the Bills. And the Patriots lost, and you came in Tuesday morning. I can't believe I stayed up and watched that. Rah! So I said, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be Don from Tuesday. Right. So I went ahead and turned off the lights and rolled over and went to sleep. And the Cowboys blew up, man. They, they went did. nuts. Now, see, they took your advice because you've said this before. Yeah. But when, you know, when you get ahead, True. don't take your foot off the gas. That's right. You know, keep racking up those points. Well, but Cowboys, start at the beginning of the game that way. <laughs> do The fourth quarter you had last night, start doing that in the first yeah. quarter. Do all Play all four like you right. played the fourth. You know, and, and it'd be great for those who have to get up early in the morning. If you could score those 34 points in the first. Yes. You know. That, I'm done. It might make it easier Good for night. the rest of us. Right. Exactly. So, um, man, I tell you, looking at the looking at the field, we talked about this earlier, but Philadelphia is going to be hard to beat, man. What a team they have in Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, so, they look real sharp. Well, you know, yes, I can't say they look too sharp against Tennessee yesterday. Tennessee's a good team. But I watched that game, but I think there were more penalties than points. Well, they were. To be honest with you. They were. And Brown uh, is quite the receiver, too, but he had it out for Tennessee. I mean, that was because yeah. they traded him and he was, he was going to get back at Tennessee. See, right. but I don't think there's going to be stop in Philly. I mean, unless something you know t- terrible happens to the QB, uh, I don't think that there's going to be any way they're going to shut Q- them down this year. They've got a powerful offensive line. We'll see. Uh, you know, maybe the Cowboys look. Cowboys look better than I've seen them look in a very long time at this point in the season. Usually by this point in the season, they're crap. Yeah, they really are. Right. But they've done all right. So yeah, they've done very well. Serious note. Okay. okay. Oh, by the way, let me just mention Southbound 35 in New Braunfels. Okay, fog has caused a big accident up there. Debbie's been talking about it. Big shutdown. Southbound 35 in New Braunfels, starting at Walnut. It's a solid hour now. A solid hour. Yeah. Southbound 35 in New Braunfels. Find another way to go. Go over to 281 or go over to I-10 and come in. Forget about 35 for the time being until we tell you it opens up. This horrific story of this seven-year-old and the FedEx driver. Mm-hmm. What a story. Uh, h- horrific. She And what a cutie she was. Um, she comes home and has a discussion with her stepmother. This is the way I understand the media account. And they were disagreeing on something. So she went outside and was on the driveway. 
and these FedEx guy shows up to deliver a package, sees her there, allegedly, now apparently he's admitted to all this with police, abducts her, kills her within the first hour of after abducting her, and uh, and then let her body be somewhere, and they found her body, and then they found him in his truck, and he's been arrested, and, right. you know, a million-dollar bail or whatever he's not getting out. And uh, apparently, according to police, he admitted to doing it. There were all kinds of online stuff that was going around over the weekend. Maybe he ran over her, and he picked up the body and took her and, and hid the body. No, the, the way the police are telling the story, the way he told the story to police, apparently, right. as we know the story now, uh, is that no? He he abducted her and, and killed her. Don't know about sexual assault or anything like that. You know right, that's usually all, presumed. Yeah, that'll right. all be out. And, right. I, I'm assuming the next day or two. But I, I saw some friends over the weekend. They said, you know, we have grandkids and we let our grandkids play on our driveway all the time. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about young grandkids. You know, right. and I, I can't imagine letting them be out front now because of this. Uh, of course, that crosses your mind. You know, um, and the second thing that crosses your mind is how much money this is going to cost FedEx. This yeah. is going to cost him a ton. Right. Uh, possibly, I, I don't think you can break FedEx, but, man, it's going to get deep in their hip pocket by the time uh, this de- this deal is all over with. Yeah, and he wasn't uh, he wasn't a FedEx employee directly. He was contracted. The, I, and that's one you can say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But in a business with contract employees, there's still some liability right. there. They're yeah. still going to have some liability. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, no it, criminal history at all. This guy had nothing. What's the deal on that anyway? I would have thought that there would have been something along the way that had to do with little girls or something, right? Yeah, there was nothing that showed nothing, up. Nothing, right? No criminal history. That's the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. So this was supposedly. We don't know if it's his first act, but the first yeah, act that we know of. You don't know for sure, right? You know. God. Um, the mother is calling him a monster, but the grandfather. Ask for five minutes alone with him. Now, I know as a grandfather what I would want to do. If, yeah. You know. I wouldn't even need five minutes. No, it wouldn't take that long. <laughs> it would not take that no. long. Uh, in fact, you know, if, if he's guilty and he goes to prison and all that kind of stuff, you know how prison justice yeah, is, well, right? Whatever, whatever the down. grandfather had planned, it'll be a hundredfold worse. Well, let me tell you what the grandfather did. He did meet with him in jail. Yeah. And the grandfather walks out and says, I totally forgive him. What? Grandfather walks out and said, while I was in there with him, a voice said, if I want to be free of this, then I'm going to have to forgive him. And so I walked out and I said, I totally forgive him for what he did. Wow. Now that's a God thing if I ever saw or heard of a God thing. That's what that is right there. That's God speaking to a man's heart. Uh, I, You know, Pray to God, I'm never there. I've I've been there obviously with my children, and I I don't know how I if I could forgive. But he said I I it's a choice. Forgiveness is a choice, and I've decided that I'm going to follow that voice that spoke to me while I was in there with him, and I'm going to forgive the man. Wow, yeah. what a story, huh? Let, let the law run its course. That's really all you can do in his situation. Well, that's right. You know, you he are. wouldn't have helped. He wouldn't have helped the case at all. Had it reacted in a violent way, or or uh, any or other had, thing, yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have helped at all. Yep. You know, now, now he's. I know he, that, right? He, yeah, he'd go to jail as well. I know that, right? Yeah, you do. I do. And uh, so, you know, just let let the court have its have its day and uh, 
go from there. Well, there's men's justice and there's divine justice, and I believe in both. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the courts and the law are established here vi- divinely or ordained by God here in the United States to mete out justice. But also then there's a, there's a divine justice as well. And I would pray that this guy would seek the forgiveness of God and uh, and Jesus Christ, and one day that uh, he he would find that forgiveness. I would hope that he would do that. But we'll see what happens. I mean, what a terrible story when I saw it on. I guess I saw it Friday night. Yeah, Friday. Uh, Friday at some point during the day. Friday was when it the, broke. Got the alert that she was missing. Uh, it was probably an hour or so later. Uh. Mm. that they found her body. Well, pray for that family because they do need your prayers. Definitely. For sure. All right, quick break. Coming up, uh, I'm going to tell you about our friends over at uh, at, at uh, Shirts Funeral Home. Shirts Funeral Home is here to help your family. If you are in the process of having to plan a funeral right now, Shirts Funeral Home is here for your family. They very carefully and gently walk you through the process to make the decisions that are right for your departed loved one, but also make the decisions that are right for your family, your budget, what you can afford, what you what you should look at, what you shouldn't look at, all those kind of things. Your friends over at Church Funeral Home, your family funeral home are here to help you get through that entire process. And over the years, they've been sponsor of, of my show since the 1990s, very long time. And over the years, I've talked to you many times about pre-planning and pre-need, and many folks who have listened to the show have have availed themselves of their services with pre-planning and pre-need, and I highly recommend it. I think it's a great way to decide what you want at your own funeral, what you don't want at your own funeral, and then pay for it in today's dollars so that your children, grandchildren, whoever, they don't have to do that uh, upon your death. And we hope certainly that that's a long time away, but it's smart to get a program together right now. That Shirts Funeral Home, your family funeral home, they'll be there when you need them. 210-658-9224. Quality hardwood flooring at the lowest price. That's a bottom line. Yo, it is 652 KTSA. Carl Eggers, creatingrichalliance.com. Joining me on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. And so the futures are down this morning, Carl. After that good jobs report on Friday, the only thing, and I thought about this, the only thing I can figure, you tell me because you're the expert, is that... um, Maybe there's concern now that the Fed is really going to go crazy and really crash the jobs numbers in America in order to get inflation under control. I mean, Chairman Powell has said that on about three uh, three occasions that I can remember since September. We have to have a softer job market. We have to have a softer job market. We have, so is that what we're seeing reflected in the – because I would think that after Friday's numbers that the futures would be looking good this morning. Well, no, you're you're right. I mean, it's a uh, like it's good news is bad news right now. Yeah. And what I mean is, when we see economic good news, that signals to the market, hey, the Fed's got more work to do. And and you're right, the Federal Reserve has told us numerous times they've been as clear as they've ever been. We need the economy to slow down. We need jobs to slow down because that's the only way that inflation is going to come down. If we have less people working then we're going to have less people spending and we're going to have prices come down. And then the big picture, that's going to be great for everybody. Well, again, the trick is if they overdo it. And and what's contradictory a little bit, Trey, is that we did have that good job report. If you recall, I think it was Wednesday, uh, Chairman Powell came out and basically acknowledged, hey, we're going to start slowing down the rate hike. So we're still right. going to raise interest rates. We're just going to slow them down. And the market loved that. The Dow was up 700 points. I remember. And so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they're doing. I, I do think he kind of – he sounded a little more in tune to what people are concerned about. Yeah. And, and in terms of saying, look, we understand. We don't want to overdo it. 
but we're not going to we're not going to come down. We're not going to drop interest rates. Yeah. But we may start slowing them. And, and again, they're trying to engineer what they call a soft landing, where they're trying trying to have their cake and eat it too. But it's just really hard to do that. And so there is a good chance, Trey, and not a good chance. There's a high, high, high likelihood based on all the indicators that we are either in a recession or going to be in one very soon. It, the question is not that as much. I don't think the market is as concerned about quote unquote a, an actual recession. Yeah. It's how 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 big is it? What's the depth of it? I right. mean, do we start to see massive layoffs? Because none of us want that. And I don't think the Fed wants that, but they do see some softness and need some softness, and it's a hard thing to engineer. 127,000 really layoffs in November. So it's it's really, wherever you look, it's just screwy. There's all kinds of very uh, different pictures when you look at the job market and the labor market and the economy right now. I got, I got, I got, well, don't I, forget, I, hey, yeah. Trey, don't forget, don't forget about China. I mean, they're relaxing right. their COVID strictness policies, and that adds to inflation, right? We have all these sure. people... <laughs> I mean, millions, billions of people actually starting to come back online and actually do stuff. That doesn't help inflation. So that's kind of contradictory to what the Fed wants as well. Let me ask you about this. The new Biden rule that he put out the day before Thanksgiving very quietly as a fiduciary. Uh, it is your responsibility to invest people's money to make money. That's what the law says. To, to, to you know the best, uh, the best investments that you can find to make money for your clients. And you do that every day. Uh, but Biden signed a deal that said, no, you're going to have some cover now because we want you to primarily invest in ESG corporations, corporations with high ESG scores. And um, uh, basically, regardless of what kind of return you're going to get for your clients, which is so screwy, I can't even imagine that. But, yeah, that's that's basically the rule that he signed the day before Thanksgiving. There's approximately $7.2 trillion in 401k and uh, and pension funds out there invest, in, invested by guys like yourself on behalf of people like me. So, yep. what is your thought? I can tell you this. I've been doing this for clients for almost 30 years. And we've had clients over the years that say, I don't want to invest in sin stocks, right? They don't want gambling, smoke, you know, casino-type stocks. And, and we've accommodated that and said it's really hard in a mutual fund to know exactly what you're invested in. But we've done our best. And that hasn't been a lot, but there's been some people that have wanted that. I've never seen as many people outraged about being adamant that they don't want ESG-type funds or type investments in their portfolios as they are now. They're very vocal about that, at least the majority of my clients. So it's a polarizing topic, and it's it's frankly, a lot of it's a sham. I mean, look, if you look at the, the letters of it, ESG, I mean, there are some positives of, of ESG. It's just... <laughs> Some of these companies are checking boxes to make sure that they're, they fit in that category, and it's ridiculous. I mean, you would basically have no energy company in an ESG, you know, and, and we know that that can't be the case. And so it's, it's, uh, it's one of these things that made sense maybe on the surface to call it what it is, but it's turned into something very well, different. Well, they're not, they're not performing, Carl. I mean, no, I, I, I looked at, at the Bloomberg reports on them. And he's wanting you guys to take our money and dump it in corporations, electric vehicles and solar and wind and all that stuff that aren't performing. And clearly, I know why he's doing it for a couple of reasons. Number one, right. because they're not performing, and that's where he wants to take the entire world. So he wants to force our money to support those companies. But second of all, it pays back uh, political supporters of sure. his. I mean, you know, people who have supported well, him politically the- get, get uh, invested in. Yeah, and let, let's be real. Most of these new technologies and air quotes – those are companies that haven't made any profits yet. Either. That's what I'm talking about. So, yeah. you know, and, and so it's, it's, 
it's uh it's something again i've never seen it's screwy as adamant about yeah. it. it's screwy and so we'll see i mean again we want companies to do the right things but it's it's who's determining what those things are and checking boxes it feels very much like the social scores over in China, oh, right? That's totally what it is. The social scores for individuals, but yeah. we're doing it for, for business. Oh, well, we'll do it for for individuals eventually. Got to run. Carl Eggers, CreatingRicherLives.com. Where and Rima coming up, KTSA. Martin Bomba here for French's Custom.